Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Friday, February 16th. From vine to wine at a wedding. Today's scripture reading is found in John chapter 2, verses 1 through 3 from the Message Translation, which reads, Three days later, there was a wedding in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. Jesus and his disciples were guests also. When they started running low on wine at the wedding banquet, Jesus' mother told him, We're just about out of wine. This is God's Word. Intimate and organic were the two key words as we contemplated Jesus' I am the vine pronouncement, the intimate and organic connection of branches to the vine and the natural process of growth, maturity, and harvest under the tender care of the serenading vine dresser. As we move from saying to story, from identity to demonstration, from I am to sign, we find ourselves at the scene of Jesus' first somewhat publicly performed sign, the wedding at Cana and the turning of water into wine. This actually seemed like a no-brainer connection to me, from vine to wine at a wedding. But I'd still never paired the two before, separated as they are in John's narrative. And yet there's something tremendously appealing in pairing the last with the first, the last I am pronouncement from John 15 with the first sign in John 2, moving from vine to wine at a wedding. Two additional key words jump to the foreground as we contemplate this pairing of vine and wine and wedding, at least are the ones that jumped out to me, pleasure and celebration. Okay, did did you just shift a bit uncomfortably in your chair, especially at the word pleasure? What's Jesus all about? Well, pleasure and celebration, of course, said no one ever. Well, at least not anyone steeped in many of our religious and ecclesiastical pathways who undoubtedly just did a huge spit take when hearing the very idea that Jesus is about pleasure. Just what kind of hedonistic devotions are these anyway? I mean, celebration we can handle if it's decently in an order, which traditionally translates to quiet pews and old hymnals, which in turn is described as what heaven will be. Heaven being eternal church, of course, and thus the eternal abode of decent and in order. Perhaps we need to post warnings about not only not remaking God, but also heaven in our image. Because Jesus is the vine, and the vine makes wine, and wine is for pleasure. And he passed a cup of it to his disciples and told them to drink it, and they did, no doubt at least four times if this was anything like the Passover Seder that we know now. And then he told them that he would drink it with them new in his father's kingdom. And then they sang a hymn, no doubt referring to one of the Psalms. And as you imagine that, put away the hymnals and the pews. 
and imagine a spirited song that no doubt included spirited dancing as well. Think Tavern Scene in Fiddler on the Roof. In fact, go to YouTube. Find it and watch the tavern scene in Fiddler on the Roof as Tevye and his Jewish companions drink and sing and dance L'chaim to life! The free-flowing and mixing of wine and song and dance leading to the intermingling, if just for a moment, of Jew and Gentile as Tevye's Gentile neighbors in the tavern join in the pleasure and celebration of the moment by adding their own spirited dance. Yeah. Try putting just a wee bit of that into the upper room. And while you're at it, into Levi's house when he had that huge dinner party for Jesus and his followers that launched all of the religious neighbors into a tizzy of complaint about the noise as they scrunched up their critical faces like Gimli the dwarf with the hobbits who were basking in a moment of victory, eating and smoking and drinking. Okay, no, I'm not suggesting anyone start smoking and drinking. But I'm saying that we need to put a bit of that, okay, maybe not the smoking, but the drinking, the wine, put a bit of that into that upper room, into all those rooms where Jesus ate and drank with sinners with enough gusto and joy and pleasure and celebration that it scandalized religious bystanders and made them immediately post in, in all of their social media outlets that Jesus was a wine-bibber and friend of sinners, i.e., he was a dirty drunk who palled around with lowlifes. Scandalous. Even for most of us in our culture still overshadowed by Puritan ethics and prohibition echoes. Yes, wine is a mocker and strong drink is a brawler, Proverbs 20, verse 1. But God also causes grass to grow for livestock and plants for humans, along with wine to make them glad, olive oil to soothe their skin, and bread to give them strength. That's Psalm 104, verses 14 and 15. There's a whole lot of pleasure and celebration packed in there, even as there was in that upper room and all those other rooms where Jesus ate and drank. Can we say that enough? Can such pleasure and celebration go too far? Can these gifts be abused? Can they lead us astray? Should we prudently use or sometimes abstain from them? Absolutely. But while we might debate about how diluted their wine may have been, don't dilute the sheer joy and pleasure and celebration clearly on display as we contemplate the pairing of the vine and the wine at a wedding, which, by the way, was a party and celebration that lasted not for an afternoon or evening, but for days, with the true vine of Israel making enough wine to repeatedly fill the cups of at least 10 such weddings. So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, Jesus is all about pleasure and celebration. All right, just how hard is it for you to say that, especially without immediate and stringent qualification? How do we balance this image of pleasure and celebration with that of denial and discipline? Which feels more spiritual to you? Feasting or fasting? Why? 
how do we embrace both rhythms in healthy, life-giving ways as Jesus followers without falling into toxic extremes in either direction? Lord, help me not to dilute the sheer joy and pleasure and celebration with which you would fill my life. Set me free to be at ease with the pleasures you provide, even as I exercise care not to become the slave of any of them. Through your mercy, 